I don't know what I would consider Dreamville, um, I, like because obviously J Cole's from the, the, the South, but how did how did how did the top dog miss this guy and and you know just the other clicks out there? Well, I think something about Roddy Rich is if you listen to his sound, he doesn't sound like a typical West Coast artist, right? At all. So but I, I but, but you can hear the talent. So well, if, no, I'm, sure. if I'm top dog or one of these other guys, I'm like, yo, we get that. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you a wild story. My, me and uh, Mickey have this boy named Twan who told me about Roddy Rich maybe when mm -hmm. Roddy Rich had like five thousand views on his YouTube. Like I'm talking about super early. <laughs> he was like, yo, there's this kid. Roddy Rich, Roddy Rich. Like, that's the first time I heard of him. And then we met him, like I said, a couple months later. And that's where we heard him. But, I mean, people were on him. Like, if yeah. you're, like, really tapped into, like, the street shit, right. listening to music on YouTube, people were already, like, on him. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Even, even on his uh, project before this, I wasn't fully aware. I kind of just knew about the one or two records that he had out. But we, we got approached when we had the store on Melrose to do a mm. pop-up and a, and a listening party yeah. for him through uh, Young and Reckless. Shout out right. to Drama. And when we saw the turnout, I was like, oh, like, <laughs> this is real. And surely enough, right after that, you know. Who is who is he signed to? Because when I first heard him, I thought he was a part of uh, uh, Meek Mill's Dream Chasers. He signed to Atlantic. He was signed to Atlantic. And don't quote me on this, but it might have been a situation where Meek might have jumped in later on. Got you. Possibly, got you. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, things were like, we're going to take over the project type or we're going to like oversee it type of stuff or by affiliation. So they just play like executive producer. Yeah, it's kind of like much. that. It's yeah. kind of like that. Like I said, don't quote me on it, but just some the outside looking in, that's how it looks. Got you. And now more recently, he's with Shalizi Group, right? And like, and yeah. like a management side, yep. I guess you could say. And we got to shout out Kifa too, man. Oh yeah, Kifa. Kifa's like, he's one of his boys at He's been there since day one, helped put a lot of plays behind the scenes. So Keith is cool as hell, man. I see I think he came uh to see you, DJ. I was yeah. there. Keith, man. He's Huge that supporter guy. of this the Topanga location. For sure. sure. He's that guy. But yo, you know what? We gotta do the introduction for the episode. I was gonna say. Hey. Go ahead. You want me to, you want me to get the all right, I got you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mickey D's podcast, episode <laughs> twenty four. Yes, sir. Kobe number. Kobe. Kobe. That's yeah, right. Kobe number. Straight off One of the Kobe. Mickey. Uh, and we let me let me hold on. Let me give you the proper intro. Okay. We got the rest your straw movement, Brandon mm, Bassett. Oh, we got the <laughs> king. <laughs> the one and only and official DJ for Ty Dollar And always making movies. Movie. <laughs> there it is. Now I have the drop. There it is. Movie. The one and only Dre Sinatra. Yes, yeah, sir. man. What up? What up? Yeah, I actually wanted to be in. This is the first podcast I've done. Yeah. Damn, like, I've done interviews. And, like people ask me to do podcasts, but it had to be something like I was really like in tune with. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm going to wait until Mickey asked me. <laughs> I, think hey, you, I think you're the third guest we've had. They that said this, said this is the first one. We're three for three on, on hey, Discovery man, Up and Coming Town. Hey, 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 remember remember when you heard him man. first. For real, for real. Like, if you're going to pop the chair, you got to do it with the homies. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> What's crazy is I remember playing some of our demos, like podcast demos for Dre. That's right. Yeah, we'd take a couple, you know, carpool rides or to different gigs, you know, show love to the to the brother and, uh, I'd play some of the stuff. I'm like, what do you think about this? What was, yeah, what was, was some of your feedback on it? I was tapped in. I was, I was like, yo, when I do my first one, it's going to be the one I do. Yeah. One thing I like too is all y'all have like your own perspective. Like, yeah. you know I mean, like y'all very different from each other. Like y'all tight. It's like, I know y'all be going at it all the time. Just like the most. <laughs> Man. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I like that though. You yeah. probably like, y'all yeah. can't agree and be on the same wave. Like, that's Absolutely. why I fuck with it. No, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun exactly. if we were doing that. Well, thanks for being on, brother. Appreciate y'all, man. How is how's uh you've been on the road quite a bit recently? For sure. Can you talk about it. some of the the more recent uh, activities you or cities you've been at? Well, this year we was on the Chris Brown tour, which is kind of dope. Like this, is like my first R and B tour. Like you know, I worked with an R and B artist or singer, but it's like the first arena tour. So it's like it's different from a rap tour when you go like with Future. Or something like that where there's more male fans with this thing it's like every night 20,000 girls screaming yeah. girls like backstage moms bringing their daughters like <laughs> this is wild man oh, stay, I'll stay away from that yeah man <laughs> that's, that's trust me when you get it, it on, 
I don't know if you're single or you married, but... I'm married. My wife right there. Stay away from the yeah, door. Exactly. Stay away from touring. We got passes. We got badges. Stay away. That's amazing. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll get into our weekend really yeah. quick. Uh, Danger, how was your um, My weekend was chill yet productive. Uh, yo, shout out to DJC. I was really surprised they posted my routine. Um, I did a little one minute hip-hop routine i think the robe should be your thing the what i like the robe i fucked with it you know what's funny because i had a robe on today too did you not wear a robe? oh the robe (laughs) i wore a robe this morning or today's post yeah yeah yeah. that was real that was like 7 a.m i think posting that like coffee and all like i I I got an idea wear robes for real for real but like that should be my thing that should be your thing all right i'm not mad at not mad but yeah dj city posted um uh, my the video before that and it got a lot of love and I think I'm gonna start doing that once a week or so because like we talked about these before like we have a lot of good ideas but we just can't play them in the club but yeah. we're just not we don't play them in the right club setting so right. why not immortalize them and just put them on Instagram and let it do what it does yeah um and I saw DJ City gave you some love uh, posting the Avenue pics yeah which is there where is. you were Friday night that was that was uh pretty dope and random to be honest with you yeah but, who posted uh, that. Um, I'm not sure who, who Daz. who posted it, but I, I know I caught word, uh, through the streets that almost immediately after I posted it, yeah, an email was sent out to show some love cause they were good pics. Oh, don't. So no, no. shout out to, yeah. uh, Lauren, uh, Enriquez who, who shot the night. Um, I called her up and Avenue was just one of those spots. And I think I picked the right night cause it yeah. got a little, crazy without you know taking too long talking about it there was a really uh big client in the building and it was funny because i've been there a ton of times you know with you or like i've, I've done it now a couple times uh every other month and there was a big client it was raining and then like the minimums on the tables were not moving like they were pretty high yeah. for for the for a friday night that was raining and surely enough man like one of the spenders you know brings out five bottles of 42 like Damn. And I'm like one song in, right? Like four songs later, another five bottles of 42. I'm thinking, damn, like who's going to compete, you know, against this guy. And it turns out it's his order also. And so I'm like, yo, we're like maybe eight songs in and it's super hectic, right? We walked in pretty deep and, uh, shout out to everybody at Avenue. They, they, they were cool, but it was very hectic to be hospitable. And then this guy goes, the client goes, yo, take a shot so i take okay take a shot cool like make sure he's having a good time shouting him out and then he hands me the bottle i'm thinking like bro we just took a shot he's like no that's your bottle i'm <laughs> like okay here we go and then before i know it end of the night he gifted me four bottles of 1942 <laughs> how much you take home <laughs> i don't take any home I, 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 i'm gonna stop being the expert i'll take them home like, okay might as well. you, you're smart <laughs> yeah i've heard guys taking them, them home. No, what else are you gonna do with them here's a question i have all right when you have a spender like that like i was just in miami this weekend and like you buy a certain amount of bottles they have to play this presentation music yeah like did you have to do any of that because like i was in miami no. i'm talking about if they brought a water bottle out i feel like there was like <laughs> bringing presentation, putting the music and like, it was throwing my boy off. So it's like, yeah, to do any of that. So they didn't tell me I had to play anything specific. They didn't tell me, um, like any, I didn't do like a Superman theme song or like, yeah, cause it was like, like one of those. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. I, I, I hear about that all the time. And what's funny is, and, and I'm tight with the guys uh, at the venue and I didn't get any of that, but I was talking to the spender as I was going and so when he was like, yo, it's my birthday. I'm from the Bay. All right, cool. So when like I started to fill that out, I'll shout him out, shout out to the Bay Area and then play like too short. Blow the whistle. Right. Easy call. The, the, and shout out to DJ D Miles because he played in Vegas this like baseline intro that, that Franny plays. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. From the music video. Hard, yeah. Yo, when I heard that at the club, I was that like, this hard. thing builds so much energy. I had to hit up D Miles. And surely enough, it just worked out that this dude from the Bay, it's his birthday, and then boom, boom, and it just builds the moment. Yeah, send that shit this way. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Need that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it was just funny because uh, D-Miles said that Franny used to play it at Poetry, which is, I'm sure. Mm. Oh, I remember Poetry. Legend. Poetry was I cool. I got to DJ at Poetry. You got oh, yeah? to DJ no, at Poetry? And I did the dumbest shit. 
It was a hip hop club, right? And at that time, you know, like the open format, she was still popping. You play so I'm going, Yeah, I'm yeah, going right. in there with, I, Yo, I put this fucking playlist together. Like, I had all the LMFL, all like that, that Vegas shit. Yeah. When I got there, I played that shit. Rage, I'll do Rage at the time. He's like, he stops the music, gets on the mic. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, like, this is a hip hop club. Freddie was there too. Like, oh, oh my God. God. I'm sick. Like, I'm talking about in the height, the pride. <laughs> Damn. Like, what are you doing? You're going to learn today. Yo, I literally learned that day, like, yo, don't ever go in with a game plan like that. <laughs> like, I laugh about that shit to this day. Like, I, in my mind, I'm like, this is about to be crazy. And it's like, no, one song in, stop that shit. Damn. I'm not playing none of that shit. Bro, that was a humbling experience, bro. <laughs> to this day, like, have you have you had had you been to that spot prior to you spinning? I had poetry? been there one time, but I'm thinking I'm gonna come in there with the Vegas. Like, gotcha. I'm coming with that mentality. Like, po- poetry is, shut down a long yeah, time this is ago. Yeah, a long time. This yeah, is like about like poetry was open. I'm probably gonna be corrected by some Vegas guys. Like last time it was open was probably 2009. Yeah, like 2009, 2008. Yeah. I remember um, D Miles had a residency there, and Mega Man would play there every now and then. Mm-hmm. I think he had a residency yeah. too. But it was like the only hip hop club, only hip hop in club. Vegas. And in 2020, not 2020, Ice was like had closed right before them too ice was off the ship it was yeah yeah. um you know know what i find fascinating about your night was um before we walked in we were talking about um friends getting tables and in the minimum 2500 right yeah and and when you told me there's a big spender in the building or as they call them monsters there's a monster in the building when (laughs) when you have a monster in the building spending that much the, all the minimums go up. Yeah. Which, yeah, it hikes which, it up. Yeah, which is crazy to me. And, and I, I can imagine it pissed a lot of people off. Like, yo, you just told me it was 1500 Now it's twenty five. So I'm not going to front. Like, I had, um, at, shout out to Adam, like, good friend of mine, uh, of, of ours. Right. You know? um, and happy birthday. Adam. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it was Adam, his birthday that He night. spent yeah. his birthday with, uh, with us in the back. Right in the back. Yeah. Not even in the back, back on the side. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, like I was trying to be hospital for him because that's my boy. Uh, number one, he fucked up by not being on time. Uh, oh, that's you know, the worst. Inland Empire, guys, you know. That's the worst. <laughs> I mean, he is I don't com- care, he coming I don't from care if you drove five minutes or you, you drove... <laughs> You know, an hour. Yeah. Rel had a gig and he still showed up yeah, on time. I, I was doing 85 from Malibu you know, when we so made it there on time. I, I, I yeah. appreciate In the rain. You, in the brother. rain. You know hey, what I'm saying? Man, you know. He's so, a DJ, so he kind of understands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, but Adam's a booker, so hey. he should know too. Yeah. yeah. We, could, we could get into uh, group etiquette. My man understands <laughs> Group etiquette. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Squad Harris. etiquette. Squad etiquette. <laughs> but the reality is, you know, he, he made it on time and we, we got there. We were ready to go. And basically at 1155, we're kind of getting held up. Because it's one of those nights. It's just it's just popping. packed. You know, it's popping. Yeah. And Avenue's not just letting anybody in. Exactly. No. They're gonna be like, nah. what's up with your boy? Like Yeah. yeah. And I you know, and I gotta look because at the end of the day, I get it. We get it. No, for you know sure. what I'm saying? Like for it's sure. it's a business and I understand how it's all gonna work. So we were just talking about it, like what the plan was and you know, I'm literally texting Adam, I'm like, yo, you're gonna have to get a table, bro, because this is this is kinda like it's a it's a good night. And, you know, at the end of the day, like the venue comes first, you know, I'm, I'm DJing, but it, it, the venue comes first. And so I'm going to yep. listen to that. And so we got in and it was just packed to the brim. Yeah. The yeah. We walked in. And so, you know, made our, made my way to the, to the booth. And then it just, it, it felt like almost immediately, like it, it just went all oh. the way up, bro. And then it was a great night, you know, yeah. shout out to DJ Vision who also pulled up, you know, he came and checked in with me, hung out. And, um, you know, we went from drinking house tequila to having enough 42 to like, just do whatever. So it was crazy. It was a fun night. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys for coming out. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Speaking of Vegas, uh, we were just in Vegas. Also true. For, um, uh, road podcasts and, uh, Beat DJ, Source Holiday. Beat Source, DJ City hosting. Yeah. Their holiday joint. We were yeah. out there for. We got uh, to shout out our sponsors yeah. for the show. We was out there DJ for an City. eventful evening <laughs> with <laughs> flights being canceled and shit. Oh, my oh God. God. I saw that. He was, like, delayed for, like, what? Bro, we were supposed something? to leave at 12.50. Didn't leave to, like, 7. seven. I think our flight ended up being at Thank 7. God it was Burbank. And, yeah. we, you know, we all live near Burbank. Right, right. So we just dipped out to get some food and went back to the crib for a second. But, but yeah. Very productive day together. Yeah, like it was a quick, what, 12 It was hours? a nice little bonding. Because like, <laughs> we don't hang out like that. <laughs> Oh man, and and even when we support each other, someone's DJing and it's loud, right, right. you know. So yeah, you know, it, it was it was a fun little, little trip. 
Uh, Mike and I did, yeah. <laughs> the sober one. Yeah. yeah drink. Keep an eye on everybody. Swear. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what, though? Shout out again. Shout out to D Miles because when, when he, like, not to say the others didn't sound because everyone was doing their thing, but when D Miles got on, it, ma- it was like so dope and refreshing. It made me turn on, like, who's DJ? Yo, <laughs> speaking of that, I went over there and I said, because, you know, obviously when the rest of those crooked and never and all those, all those cats was on, they was on the mic heavy. Right, yeah. as soon as D Miles came up, as <laughs> soon as D Miles got on, yeah. right, it was silent on the mic. But he, like you said, the energy was on a whole nother level. So I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, why these niggas is not on the mic? So I walked over there, I got in Phenom's face, and he was like, yeah, come up here. Yeah. I got in Crooked's face, and I was like, yo, why y'all silent on the mic with my boys? Yo, spinning? New York to New York. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yo, chill, man. The batteries went out. I was like, yeah, all right, nigga. He like, and as soon as he got it, he got on the mic, and then. Yo, just, they don't know. We got history with D Miles. Yeah, so we we yeah. always going to be looking after yeah, D Miles. Like, we always going to make sure D Miles is good. One thing I heard about that podcast I heard before, it was like a friendly competition. You had like going back with this thought. Oh yeah, oh, it was yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, big yeah. East Coast West Coast thing. Yeah. That that it, it turned into just something West else. Coast DJs got it hands down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thank not you. even trying yeah. to be biased. You know, next time we do, you should pull up. I'm not even trying to be biased, but I've been all over the world. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. certain regions where it's just different, like California, yeah. Miami. That's what I said. It's different. California, yeah. Florida, you got some of the best DJs. Period. Yeah, and like our transitions are crazy. Right. Yep. And that's the thing on that podcast, you know, with all due respect, even though there's two guys from LA and two guys from New York, like, you know, New York side's a little louder on the mic. So, yeah. uh, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta put a foot, gra- but foot that's down. that's the culture though. If True. you really know about yeah. it, like that's the that's thing, nice. like yeah. they want to talk and slam records. Boom, boom. Play one and a half bars of a song and slam the next record. Like, yeah, you do that in LA, people are going to be like. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, if you yeah, like that kind of song off. That's their flavor. And, and you know what? Those people that go out to those clubs, that's what they're used to. For you know, real. if we went out there and tried to do what we do, they'd probably look at us sideways. They look like you're not playing enough records. Or you're, playing <laughs> you're not moving yeah. fast yeah. enough for me, man. <laughs> Come on, B. Like, people have told me that. I'm like, hey, that's just my style. Like, Actually, like, that, it makes me think. So you, you've been to live on Sundays a number of times. There. I was there sat- well, Saturday, but yeah, I've been there. Okay. Okay. So from the, their heydays to now, when the DJs play, how quick are they to be in and out of songs? Um, it also it always depends on the DJ, but like for the most part, Miami's a little bit better about it as far as like they're gonna let the song play. Yeah, the they gonna let it live. They let a verse play if it's like yeah. verse work. Heavy but, mic work. Yeah, very heavy. Yeah. You know, one thing I'll say about Miami is they stop the music a lot. Right, right, right. Like they'll literally stop the music and just have a conversation. Like. That's how, that's they reset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. so it's like all right, that's cool. Like certain DJs can pull it off, and certain can't. Like right, you know, it's like, it takes what, the right personality. Yeah, like, and like, what are you gonna come back with when you stop the music? You yeah, know what I mean, like we was listening to some DJ, and like they stopped the music, and he came back with like the slowest song. It's like after that, the party wasn't the same. Yeah. It's like you come back with a strong song, you can pick right up, pick yeah. right back up. But not everybody has that presence of mind to. Understand, like, if I'm going to stop the music, I got to come with something that's going to hit you over the head when I start the music back. If yep. not, you're going to lose the crowd. You're going to lose energy. What, what's prime time uh, I live on Sundays? Prime time? What's it? Like, nah. It's no, no, no. It's late. That's early. That's like people, people are, are showing up around. Like, people are just starting to get to the club around prime 12. Prime time was like 2.30. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 2.45 because they close around 5. So it's like, yeah. by the time it's like 3.30, 4 o'clock, it's dying out. Damn. That's crazy, but that explains also when people come over to LA and they're like, "And bitch about the club closing at we're spoiled in LA." Let me just tell you that yeah. the DJ, like, we're spoiled. Like, let's just say someone like me, for example, if I DJ from twelve forty-five, the club closes at two, if that, yeah. right. maybe one forty-five. You yeah. hour set, hour so 15. that one hour. You're going to go hard. And like, out-of-towners out of are always so surprised. Like, wait, y'all closing at two? Like, yeah, go home. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We're done. Like, you've had enough. But for <laughs> us being a DJ, it's easy because, like, in Miami, just think about it. If you start the night, you start DJing at one, you got to go until five and DJ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or if the DJ before. You're, you're definitely playing a lot of the same shit you're, no, you played well, earlier. This, this past weekend, you know what I'm saying, two of the homies were DJing. And one of the, the opening DJs was a legend. But so at 11, 30, 12 o'clock, He's going through everything. I'm talking about all the hits. And I'm yeah. in my mind thinking, damn. Well, he like, saw that Carnage tweet. <laughs> not for sure. But yeah. like, he was like, yeah, man, I'm DJ, with Carnage. Though, you're going to reset that, though. Like, yeah. you're gonna, right. when he's done, you're going to go reset it. 
play a couple of songs. It was just like, all right, let's reset the night and then you'll make it work. But literally this dude was playing everything before 1, 1 a.m. Have mm-hmm. you ever uh, walked into a situation where you just felt like, like you had to just sit there for a second and be like, how, like, wh- what am I going to reset this with? Oh, of course. But when I'm in that situation, I try to get the DJ off as fast. Like, uh, if he's running through joints. Wait, wait. Do you do you tell him or do you just sit closer to him with your laptop open? I just open get the and laptop just like, ready and be like, you move, yo, yeah, I'm you ready. good? You good? Nah, I'm even just be like, yo, I'm ready. Like, yeah. let's go. Like, I'm ready to get it. But if you're a dope opening DJ, I'm gonna try to let you go as far as you can. Like, right. until I see like, all right, he's holding off. Like, I, I'm ready. But right. if you're a dope DJ that knows how to open, I just I enjoy it. Like, it's a science. So I was just telling people like. It's like it's important. The opening is just as important as the closing. Yeah, it's yeah. an art form too. Yeah. Like, if I open for somebody, like I'm trying to set them up with the alley oop. Right. I'm trying yeah. to go in there and just give them that lob. Like, but when they go on, you can feel it. Right. And it's like the same way. Like there's certain DJs. When I DJ, I'm like, yo, this is what I want to DJ before me because I could show five minutes before, and I know they they're not gonna burn all the songs. But there's certain DJs I'm coming like fucking. Oh, you DJ 11, I'm going to be there at 1050. Just in case. So name a DJ or two that you do fuck with as an opener. Two DJs and from LA, I would say Mike Danger and DJ Butch. Those are my two favorite okay. DJs yeah. to DJ before me. Okay. Because like I said, I'll, we've done so much. It's like they already know what I'm going to do and I know what they're going to do. So it's like when I, when I come in, I already have the confidence. Like they about to just... Throw right. me that lob and just come in, kill it. Like LeBron, for sure. Mm-hmm. So when you DJ Miami, are you coming with the same formula that you would do at an L.A. club? There's going to be a section where it's like, you're going to be in L.A. Like, I'm going to play you these records. Like, I'm yeah. taking you to L.A. But then yeah. being this Miami, it's a different vibe, too. Like, I might play more Spanish shit, like a couple more vibes. Yeah. And then maybe a couple other Southern joints that I wouldn't play in LA. Are you playing 60 BPM Spanish shit too? Uh, some of it. Like, like what's that? The one go-to from Bad Bunny. Uh, uh, it's like a 60 BPM. Yeah, you're joint. talking about like... Uh, Chambea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Chambea. You run through like some of that and like they love it yeah. out there. So yeah. it's right. cool. But like you played in LA, you might have a couple people that fuck with it, but it's not the same reaction. Yeah. But... I, I just try to go into everything with a different feel. Like I have like a foundation, but then if I'm going to Miami, there's a little piece. If I'm going to UK, there's something else. It's like yeah. there's going to be like the foundation and all the little swag around it. Yeah. When you go to the UK, do you feel like you're um, you're trying to do what you do in America, or do you feel like you have you? Do you feel like I can play more music and different music because these people are open to older music and just 128 BPM stuff even. You know what I mean? Are, are you really stepping out of what you normally do in America? When I, when I go to London, it's like I'll tap in more to like the, the grime and that because I really yeah. actually like So you got a little grind crate. Yeah, I'm grind crate. Yeah, yeah, like grind and even like some of the African music. Like, yeah. Because I really, I really fuck with that music. So yeah. to me, I'm looking at like as an opportunity to go play this music I like where they're going to appreciate it. Like, and I'll come home. Yeah. I'll be excited. Like the, I might find three or four records mm-hmm. and come back home, be like hit them in Hollywood hard. Right. Hard. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, I have that, that mindset where it's like, I want to give them a little bit what they like. But like I said, I want to have them know, like, this is what it sounds like. If you come to LA and you come to penthouse Avenue or whatever the club and you hear me DJ, this was going to sound like, yeah. So I try to hit them with that. Just a little bit of both. Do you feel like LA is like far and beyond when it comes to like new music or is that just kind of, cause I, I've come to. That's just us be, or is that us in our bubble? Right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's two different crowds though in LA. You gotta understand like, right. There's a nine to five crowd, right? Which is like the Monday through Friday people that maybe go out like. Weekend Warriors. Thursday, yeah. The Weekend Warriors. Right. They go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You play certain songs, they might not be hit, but then we do like the urban, urban stuff is like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, where like they want to hear all the new, new shit. Right. The Weekend Warriors, they're not really, they might not care about the Roddy Rich album that dropped. Right. They might still want to hear the old game or they still want to hear Blueface or, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a different, it's two different scenes. So it's like you have to be aware of that like 
there might be a song that I could play on Tuesday. They'll play on Saturday. This could be crickets. Right. Yeah. On Tuesday, it's like the biggest shit. Yeah. Saturday, it's like, what are you playing? We don't yeah. know this. Yeah, exactly. It's not on my so, playlist. Yeah, you have to know. You have to be aware of that too. Like, not everybody has that mentality. It's like, all right, some people are just gonna. This is my set. I'm gonna go play this no matter where. Who's in the room? Like, I don't do that. Right. I'm. I'm always curious to know with touring DJs, with DJs that uh, DJ for artists, when you outside of America, because we all know what you're gonna do with Ty Dolla Sign right, right. in America. But when you, I don't know, pick a country in Europe, when you go and do an after party there, are you playing to, are you catering to what Ty Dollar, what makes Ty uh, comfortable and interested? Or are you catering to what the club wants the people, what the club is known I'm a, for? I'm going to cater to the club first because then once Ty comes on with me, then I could do whatever I want. Yeah. Or if he wants to hear Gunna Hot, yeah. I'm going to play it for him while he's there because gotcha. I, I could just, yeah, on the mic, like, yo, Ty wants to hear this. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's the little opening to that. Yep. Like, he might want to hear five songs in a row, and they might be LA songs mm -hmm. that they don't know. But the fact that he's there, they're more intrigued by it because yeah. like, these are the songs he wants to hear. Yeah. Right? So you kind of want to, at the same time, you might want to come back and be able to DJ at that club. So you don't want to stray too far away yeah. from what they're doing because, you know, it's like when you DJ for artists, when you go do these clubs, these clubs end up trying to tap in with you yeah. try to come have you back. So you kind of want to be aware of that. Like, you don't want to be too far off where you're like, the owner's coming up to you like, yo, what are you doing? You want to show versatility. You want to show that yeah, you yeah, can, you you can, can you're, you're more than just this yeah. hip-hop lane. And you don't, like I said, you just don't want to scare away business. Yeah. Right. It's like, you don't want to do a me, go to fucking Pure, how to play EDM or this fucking Vegas shit and it's a hip hop club like that's still the biggest learning lesson to this oh you're talking about poetry yeah poetry it's like pure yeah like come on man yeah my bad poetry but like you don't want to go do with me it's like you're gonna have this amazing set and that's not what the club wants right so without getting too deep into your your story but that you know that was 10 years ago so you've been doing it for a good amount of time now um you're originally from what area? You're from LA. I'm fr I was born in the valley, then I moved to Palmdale. Palmdale. Yeah. And that's kind of, is that it's where like you started? Shout out Paul George? Palm Hill. It's a hell. Palm Hill. <laughs> I always say, yo, I always just say, if you can make it in Palmdale, you can make it anywhere in the world. <laughs> and it's like, there was just so much negativity. Gotcha. As far as like, people didn't want to see you doing good. People didn't want to see your parties be successful. Like, people just wanted to see you down. Right. So I was just like, I use that as motivation. Like, Man, if I can make it from Palmdale, like, I'm good. Like, yeah. if I can make it out of here, I'm going to be all right. And is that where you got your start DJing? Like, yeah, your first I, experiences? First experiences, like, turntables, everything. And, like, we'd come out here to Melrose in a San Fernando. It's like a little record store. I'm trying to think of the name of the stores on San Fernando. But we'd come every weekend, buy a record every weekend. Backside? What's it called? Backside Records? On Burbank? No, you San Fernando. But, but it's on oh, San Fernando. San Fernando City. There's the San Fernando. Yeah, San Fernando City. Like, uh, I got you. Damn, I wish I, I forgot the name of some of those spots too, but I remember yeah. back Yeah, but like I would come out here and like, you know, just put in work. But yeah, Palmdale, that was the training ground. Like we yeah. bring all the culture from the Valley, LA to Palmdale. Right. And just mesh it in. And yeah. like we wanted to be known in the area for like being that guy. Like, Right. This is my, so like, you come to Palm Up. It's like, this is our shit. Right. And so fast forward a little bit, you were uh, basically a reality show star as oh, well. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot you were known for that one line. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you know, you, I really know, I never, ever talk about that. Yeah, you don't push that. I never have. Which I, I understand. Even at that moment when it was going on, I try not to, like, dab right. into that. Right. Because I never wanted to pigeonhole myself. Like, you ever seen somebody, it's like a reality star, and be like, oh, that's the blah 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 guy. Like, mm -hmm. I never want to yeah. fall in that bubble. Right. Never. Yeah. Well, I forgot, so it's working with me. Perfect. Like that <laughs> I mean, was a goal. I, I, until I brought, you brought it, I was like, oh shit, that's right. I never. You never hear me bring it up. Yeah. I just want to bring it up just for the sake. This of is the, not something like I was like, oh yeah, I'm fucking. You, you yeah. don't want to hang your hat on. No, no. You don't I want know. to tell your kids about. It. I had the plan of like being. That's not daddy. Someone else. Do and I was focused. Like right. Even like working with artists, I try not to let that overshadow me because I, I did at one point like when you work with an artist you want you don't want to just be known as hey that's 
Ray J is DJ. That's LMFL's DJ. You want to be known as that's yeah. Danger Zone. He also DJs for, or you know what I mean? Like, gotcha. you yes. want to have Makes that sense. respect where it's not like they don't even know my name. It's not, oh, that's tied off. So I DJ. Like, right. I'll try to work hard to not fall into that. I think you do a really good job about that. Yeah, yeah. If if people are are still hanging on to that, there's something wrong with them. No, but not <laughs> yeah. only that, but there's no need to bring that I'm up. I'm not you know? working hard enough. You know, that's how I look at it. Because like the Ray J thing taught me. Like at first, it was like I would just wait to see what his schedules like, what their calendars. Yeah, like. right. I would put my whole career aside. Yeah, just, you got just it. Be like, all right, if they have a show, what's that? But then when that ended, I was like, what am I gonna do? I didn't know yeah. what I was gonna do. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just be Dre Snatcher. For two years, I'm not going to DJ for no artists. Right. I'm going to just build my brand, be in every club, as many clubs as possible. Right. And that's how I built my name back up. And when I did that, that's how I met Ty. Yeah. I, I, I like Ty's music. And I, I told him, I was like, yo, I'm a DJ for you. Well, I didn't even, I, I told him, like, he didn't ask me. I'm like, <laughs> bro, I'm going to DJ for you. Right. I knew he was going to go. I was like, you don't have an option, bro. Like, whoever's DJing for you, Sick. Like I really told him that. Like, yeah. it's not no more. Like your DJ, tell him he's good. He's good. <laughs> like for real. Like that's it. And is that pre-tooted and booted, or is that like right around that time? It's like right around that time. Right. It's like when he dropped All Star. Mm. Okay. Like his first single yeah. Like, yeah. project. I think I made like a very terrible edit at, of that song. Those, those mixtapes were fire, man. Those early yeah, yeah, time yeah. Beach like, Club is the best shit. Yeah, like yeah, Bird Beach Club Day. was fire. Beach House, but and, Beach and, House, and, and I, yeah, yeah, Beach House. But, and I think we're all on the same page. We're like, why isn't this dude signed? Like, what what's going on? Like, this dude's so talented. Yeah, I met him right before the Taylor Gang shit. And, like, he was gonna sign to Jeezy. He was asking mm. me like, who do you think I signed to, Jeezy or Wiz? And at the time, I was like. Whoever wants to fuck with you more, like right, yeah. And then the whiz thing happened, and we was gone after that. I remember yeah. that? Yeah, that's what's up. So, so I, I got, I got to ask. Um, you toured, you do probably the best spots in LA or shit in the states in general. What made you want to get into radio? Because it just happened. Like I always just tell myself, like radio's good if you're in the beginning or the end, mm. and like it just happened. Like they started a station. One day I woke up, my phone was blowing up. Like, I had calls and texts, DMs from hella people. And they're like, there's this radio station. I had seen it on Facebook, but yeah. I thought I missed out. I'm like, damn, I didn't get on it. And then all of a sudden, one day my phone, I went to a Chris Brown concert. I seen the homie Fuzzy. He's like, yeah, come by tomorrow. And after that, I went, met with uh, my boss. who's was like the most powerful guy in urban radio. And everyone's like, you should work with him. You should work with him. I had no desire to do radio, like because I to- I toured travel. Somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because most cats do radio to get that exposure, and it seemed like you didn't necessarily need it For at me, that time. When I went to do it, like they asked me, they're like, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Look, I can't commit myself 100. percent I would say if, if I could pre-record my stuff and you accept me being on the road, I'll do it." And they said it's cool. So Man. once they gave me that green light, I was like, "I'm all the way in." And you're still there now, right? Yeah, I'm still there now. In the shows. Yeah. I think I think there's so many benefits to DJing on the radio. Even today when people are saying it's dying, I think someone like in your position, and especially now you're getting into producing, you can build these relationships. Um, not, I mean, I know you've built relationships through Ty, but you can build them outside yeah, of Ty. Absolutely. And it's, and, and, you know, the managers will come knocking on your door because they want their artist stuff played. And then there's going to be a time where you're going to be like, all right, well, this is what I'm doing. Can you guys help me with this? Or can we get an artist here? Yeah, like so my- there's, there's, I think, I think you're in a great position if you haven't utilized those tools already no, to sure. cash in, you know? For sure. Like I said, my boss, he controls iHeartUrban. Like, yeah. that's who I wanted to work with and just be in, you know, under his wing and like, just see what he does. Like, I like to soak up game from like the best in the game. Yeah. So yeah. like, to me, I didn't go to college, but. That's like my college. It's like I go work with him, see what he does. But then I also have, like you said, I have that network now. When I drop a record, my boss has the power to say, you know what, we're going to add this into all the stations. So that yeah. was like mm. the most important thing to me as far as taking that in. It's still a big platform. Like radio's free. Yeah. Special yeah. radios is free. And, like, and iHeart's yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know pushing like, it. So that's, yeah, killing that's it. a big yeah, uh, that, opportunity. The, the real came in and smashed everybody. I mean, I wish I would have came in the uh, the radio shit when they were still getting records. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, records in the mail was the shit, but you know, yeah, I still take I remember it. back in the day with me and I think Danger would come too to these uh mixer meetings that you'd get invited to. I did to. one at Power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so did two. They'd yeah. get you'd pull up and yeah. they'd, they'd have food and we were yeah, just like wine and dining mm-hmm. food. Yeah, exactly. Have the artists come in and until they realize yeah. that dudes were just sneaking in to get the free food. <laughs> 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 that one experience, you know what I remember? Remember um, the who's that? <sighs> Mr. Chalk was hosting the the mix uh, the, the situation, and who's that one guy that Bentley Fonsworth? Mm-hmm. He put out a single, oh, and yeah. Chalk's yeah. like, "Well, here's a single from the homie," you know, like from the, you know, because he was a homie to everybody. Like <laughs> the homie's trying to rap now, so we played it, and we were like, "Oh shit!" It was rough <laughs> for that one listen. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, some the artists want to know the feedback, and like, some DJs are just afraid to tell them, like, "Yo, yeah. this ain't it." Right. Like, I'm very direct. Like, this ain't it. Yeah, I think like, that's that's important, especially today, because if you keep hitting them with like, you're on to something, or it's close, and you're not direct, I think number one, your word isn't worth much, right? Yeah. So when you do give them that stamp, it's like, damn, like. It took me a while to get that. Now I know he's for real about it. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's hard for them to like go back and suck it up and figure it out, you know, and like fix something about it. I'm sure y'all get offers. Like y'all ever get offers to like, yo, play this song. I got, I got 20 bucks for you. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all ever do that? Like, do you ever actually play the song? I I did it once and he was there a long time ago. This guy offered me $400 to play his, you played it to play his single. (laughs) It was it was an EDM song. No, we were in Orange County. Yost, Yost Theater. Oh, and he paid me 400 yeah. and I told Alex Dream, shout out to him. I said, yo, man, this dude wants me to play single. He's just like, all right, man, you better take me to lunch. Because he knew it was like, you, you don't know what to expect. And I played it. It was so bad. But this dude was like, yeah, yeah. He was jumping up and down. Oh, so he slid me four hundred dollars just to play his song, and, the then, and then I paid Rail a hundred dollars to get my check from the evening. I, can't <laughs> I, was, I, can't I don't know how you finesse hey, that, but he gave me. I walked up to him. People were threatened yo. by me. They see a black dude. They're like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Yo, my man, he hit you." The body. That was the yeah, body. Yeah, pretty piece. much just what it was. It happened to me at Playhouse. I was closing that Playhouse one night. And this dude walked over to me, and Joel was the stage manager at the time, and I was like, "Yo, this dude is offering me money to play the track." She was like, "You can do whatever you want to do. Just get your money." I was like, "Fuck it." Yeah. There was nobody there. So that's why I played it because it was barely, everyone was pretty much on their way out. It was 2.30, 2.35. So I was like, all right. And it was his record. It was his record. I've told people there's not even a price. Sometimes like, there's not a price you can even give me right now. Like, yeah. To play your shit. Yeah. For real. Like sometimes it's not worth it. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not worth losing the vibe. Like, Absolutely. You could be, you could be in the club. It could be Futures there, Todd Allsign, Kanye West, and somebody's like, yo. How much to play my song? It's no nah. price, man. It's not right. I got a thousand. Sorry, bro. Two thousand. Yeah, I, I think the the situations now where the clubs now, especially hip hop clubs, are a little bit more serious in regards to what you play. Like you can't just slide in some bullshit anymore. Like Absolutely every track not. is accounted for because yeah. it it just represents the moment and setting the vibe. And and now you're messing with their money if they're like, man, I was gonna spend, I was gonna buy a bottle, but something threw me off and you know you 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 probably connected back to that track just think about being an average person and you listen to these songs and you hear like one song that just absolutely makes no, no sense. sense yeah <laughs> right no rhyme yeah. or reason like you know that somebody's friend or you know that somebody's cousin like i'm not trying to be that dj like yeah that's one thing i know about these djs like they get influenced they got these people that are slipping them money or they got these record promoters that come in there and they take advantage of like the opening DJ, like yo, play the song, and they record them right. playing this. <laughs> yeah, playing the song is like I tell them, you're not even doing them a favor because if you don't like the song, you're not helping them. Yeah, you're just lying to them. Then they're gonna go back to the boss and be like, look, these DJs are playing the song, but that's not real. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. It's like it's gotta be genuine. Like I tell these cats all the time, like if I fuck with your music, I'm gonna play it. You don't gotta give me money. You don't gotta do anything. If right. I just genuinely like the song, I'm yeah. going to play it. But For if sure. I don't like it, I'm not going to play it. And also, right. we're not going to sit there and listen to it in that moment to see if we like it. Exactly. Or somebody comes and be like, yo, 
I got this song. It's not mixed or mastered. It's like, then why you the fuck do, do I want to play? <laughs> but, but can you play it so can I can hear it out loud? People always think that's gonna win you <laughs> over. Like, during sound check. People always think that's gonna win you over. Like, yo, you know, I got you know the what song. it is? It's that they out the studio. Like, they not even mix and master. Like, so why are you bringing it to me? Exactly. They shit sound fucked up, so they want to say it's not mixed and mastered. They be like, yo, no. But there's some people that actually think that that's gonna make it better for you to be like, oh, it's exclusive. Like. Stop I'm going to play it now. Like, it's, like, it's freshly hot off the presses. Like, no, crazy. dog, that's not what I want to do right oh, now. Man. Like, oh, no, that's not the vibe. Right in, a sense, in a sense, that works with, with touring with certain artists as well. You ever get approached to, to tour with an artist that you didn't fuck with that artist's music and you're just like... Absolutely. Man. And you're just like, nah, I can't do it. Absolutely. It's happened a couple of times. Like, one of the artists I work with, I'm not going to say his name, but I worked with an artist I hated... Mm. And like I stopped working on him because I couldn't be around him. Mm. Like I was like, I'm. Cool. You hated him or his music? I hated both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say who it is, but I just did not fuck with him. You right. ain't cool to me. You ain't the measuring Nothing. stick of what street. <laughs> Nothing. Bro. Like, I couldn't do it. Like, right. bro, like you're a loser. Like, oh my god. And the crazy thing is, it's one and done. Yeah. Right. Mm. It's a wrap, grand opening, grand closing. Ever walked away from? But that's how you get taken serious in this business because people are going to talk and they're like, "Well, come correct to this guy." No, absolutely. It's like you can't just co-sign everything and show everybody love. It's like that's how you water yourself down. Like going back to playing a song in the club. Like if I play everybody's music, there's music from artists that I manage or artists that we deal with. Like I don't even play their music. Like you might be my boy, but if it's not fire, if it's not gonna benefit the club why am I gonna play it right yeah. or, if, or if the moment needs it right? yeah like you know what I mean You're it's like force it in there yeah I would love to you know play the song so you could record it for your IG but right it's not real right. it's not organic it's not this yeah. isn't what I would really be doing right yeah, yeah. it has to be real like alright I'm gonna play your shit cause I really like it you know it's crazy I had a situation with um, a DJ that will remain stay nameless <laughs> In the situ- situation, but he was really pushing this record. And um, the artist happened to be in the room. And he was like, like I don't know if he was trying to break the record or what it was, but he just kept running it and running it and running it. And it felt just like a little over the top, you know? And then um, and he opened for me. And then I get a text later from one of my boys who knows the artist. And he's like, yo, like, what was up with that? He goes... He's like, that's just a throwaway record. I don't even like that record. And like, and it was being blasted. He's like, it made him feel uncomfortable. And I was like, damn, like, you know, sometimes, you know, there's, there's stuff that you like requirements you have to fulfill in a project and it's just there. And so I think that's also part of it, you know, the relationship with the artist and understanding what you want to push out. But a lot of these like, artists don't even like the music played in the I was club just about to say that because because everyone's looking at them now they you know right. now look, they feel like they got to do some but then perform, a lot of them are just like <laughs> huh? I said perform <laughs> cool it's different if you're an artist that makes like club music right like if right. you're a Drake like this you and he's in the club you got to play because nine out of ten times he's got hot music exactly right? yeah but like let's just say and this is like I'm not even talking crazy about J Cole because I actually love J Cole's music right. but he came into the club one time. And the promoter's like, yo, play some J. Cole. I'm like, yo, bro, J. Cole doesn't make club music like that. Like, yeah. as much as I would love to play J. Cole music, like, I'm not going to do it. Right. And, like, they kept coming up all night. Like, play J. Cole. I'm like, bro, I don't play J. Cole on my regular night. Right. And going back to it, it's like, if I were to play J. Cole right now, I'd feel like a fraud and I would look yeah. like a fraud. Right. That's not what I really do. Right. I don't play J. Cole records. Maybe if I'm smoking a blunt in the, in the whip. <laughs> whip. Exactly. I'm playing J. Cole. Right, I'm in the club. I'm not about to play this song. It was yeah, or force just force yeah, the situation like, in general. And sometimes they respect that more. Yeah, about like, Yo, I, I respect that. Like, appreciate yeah. you. Absolutely, I've got that. Thank you. Like, thank you, bro. Like, right. I just want to just hang out. I don't want to be blowing up. I don't want to hear a J Cole set twenty minutes long. It's like, man, I respect that. Right. And sometimes they just want to hear other people shit. Like, yeah, I just want to see what's popping in the club. See what's actually going on. Like, yeah. they're coming to tap in. Like, all right. What's going on in the music scene? Right. It's like when J. Cole came out that that's what I felt like. I felt like he didn't come for me to play his music. I felt like he came out that night just to hear what's really going on in yeah. the club. That makes sense. About uh eight, nine years ago we had Party Rock Wednesdays at Dre's in Hollywood. And um, oh, yeah, we, we had Sprite a long time ago. Um 
Sprite was DJing. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, Prince was in that was in the building. Wow. And Movie. and this promoter says, reach over and he's like snapping at me. Tell him to play Prince. Tell him to play Prince. I was like, hey, uh, Sprite, you know, they want you to play Prince. Sprite without hesitation. I don't give a fuck what they want me to play. You think <laughs> Prince wants to hear Prince right now? <laughs> I was like, hey man, I'm just don't kill the messenger. Like I know he wasn't snapping at me, but Did yeah, he end you up really the Prince? Huh? Did he end up playing Prince? I don't think so. Uh, he didn't. He, Sprite was over that Hollywood BS. Like he, he didn't care if he wasn't going to get a callback because he didn't play Prince. But around that same time, remember Wonderland, the club. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Rihanna was there, and she they played her song, and she sat there with the biggest resting bitch face I've ever seen. She didn't give a fuck. But then it's like, it. She was probably more uncomfortable because she was centered, and the lights were on her. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Yo, Rihanna one time, she came into the club in Hollywood. I'm talking about this Connie days. She was in the club at 10, 10 p.m. because I was one of the openers. I didn't even know. She was literally standing behind me for three hours. She put like a little floral, regular dress. She probably had no extensions, nothing. I'm talking about she made herself look so downplayed. Basic? I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> know. Yo, I, for like the whole night, I, didn't, I went to after hours after the club. So I happened to like look. I was like, Wait, you're Rihanna? You were behind me the whole time? She's like, yeah, like, she was just there. I'm talking about, she didn't want with nobody. No yeah. security, she no friend, step out. by herself. By herself. Speaking of Corona. She had the most, I wish I had this picture. She had the most basic flower dress. Like, she just was in there catching a vibe. Yeah. Like, some of these cats just want to have a good time. Like, you don't want to blow up their spot. Yeah, she yeah. wouldn't be able to pull that but off. It, just, it blew yeah. my mind because yeah. Rihanna's like, right. bro, how did nobody in the club knew? Right. Like literally, that's crazy. But that's what's great about industry nights in Hollywood, where the the artists, actors, celebrities will step out on industry nights because everyone there, there's like everyone gets it for the most part. I know you get a lot of people from out of town, but for the most part, everyone gets and they leave you be. Like, but on weekends, I was always told coming up as a DJ, celebrities don't go out on the weekends. Absolutely not, because because it's like. So amateur hour house, and man. people don't know how to act that's and the weekend war shit we yeah about. exactly like, so if i'm gonna go out it's gonna be a tuesday where a sunday monday yeah, tuesday and especially yeah. now where these hip-hop nights are dark are dark like the lights are real dim so you almost can't tell who's there unless you're you know with within a certain range no that's real yeah. there's um I've, I've gone out with you a good amount of times now and there's I think one or there's definitely one record, but there might be like two records that you've played almost every time I've gone out with you. The one that sticks out is obviously the one with Kanye. Come on, man. We need that. With the uh, Ty and Kanye? Yes. So I know, I mean, I know everybody's waiting on an album. I've been waiting too. <laughs> I'm actually going to the studio right after this too. Okay. Just to go check in. <laughs> Where we at? We done yet? We got, a lot, we got a lot of records. Like we're sitting in records with like. I would think so. With Roddy Rich, Rick Ross. Uh, Isn't there one with Skrillex? Or did that yeah, one come out? Skrillex, he did production on that. Okay. With uh, Kanye. With, uh, oh, look at that. Who else? Anderson Pack. I'm talking about like, you know, one thing about Ty, like he's the feature king, so. Everybody but God is pretty much on the album. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> but God. No, he's probably on the album Everybody too now. God, yeah. <laughs> Ye just got Actually, approved. Yeah, man, God's cousin. <laughs> he just did a feature with yeah, God. Yeah. Maybe Ye linked that up. <laughs> so, um, any any hints other than you know, is there like a time frame? Is it just kind of going to organically happen? You didn't hear this from me, but. <laughs> Potentially, right now we have our eyes and ears set on uh, February. Okay. Okay. February. Okay. You know what I mean, New Year. We're supposed to drop, but uh, one thing about like these artists is like when their creativity is going, right? Sometimes I'm not when to stop or right. just keep going and going. So we kind of set the mark for February. We just don't want to limit ourselves, right? Yeah. It's like you're always cooking. They're always cooking. Like, right. One thing about a lot of these artists. The last couple songs end up being like the one. Right. Mm. Right. That one's like, right. oh, this is the last song. Right. Ends up being it. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of like this internal thing where like these artists know, right? Where they just get that feeling like, this is it. Yeah. Some do better under pressure. Yeah, some do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now that the record with Kanye, like every time he's played, it's a it's a vibe, man. Like it's just a cool little. What's the name of the record? It's or called is it, is uh, final Ego name? Death. Ego Death. And one thing about the Kanye thing too is like, it's a touchy subject too, because even when he just did this last album, like they're blowing me up on my phone, trying to get Todd to recut these records because some of these records were supposed to be on the Yandi album. Gotcha. For the uh, this was this last album he put out. The gospel thing, right? Yes, yeah. King. Yeah. yeah, some of those records were on the uh, on Yandi. Okay, but then they ended up rewriting the songs. Yeah, to fit the gospel thing. Right. So it's like being involved behind the scenes. That was kind of crazy because, like, I started getting these calls and texts. Like, we need these verses, and in my mind, I'm thinking, like, why they calling me? Like, you know what I mean? like <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Why are they hitting me up? So it's just crazy just to see how that whole process worked too. Like. Even some of these artists getting taken off the songs. Right. Like the song that Ye, was it Ye and Connie did on the gospel album originally had XXX, Kid Cudi, and uh, yeah, it's XXX, Kid Cudi, Kanye. Mm. They took them off. Crazy. Yeah. Like I still got the version somewhere. Right. This shit's fire. All right. Super fire. I'm going to let y'all hear that one. Let y'all <laughs> right, off the mic. So yeah, 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 exactly. Off the record, you know what I mean? Did, um, did Ty have a, a close relationship with, um, with uh, who just passed away? Uh, Juice, Juice World. Juice World. Did Ty have a relationship with No, not that okay. I know. Juice World is a little bit young. I'm surprised they, they haven't done, uh, they haven't yeah, connected yeah, on some music. condolences too. Cause yeah, we, rest in peace. We were close with Bimmy, who he signed to, but okay. we never really got to work with him or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, RIP, man. It's, it's kind of sad, all these people. It's tough, man. Yeah. Young guys. Yeah. So, 21, 26. It's yeah. nice, man. It's crazy. It's you got uh, you got anything coming up in the works? Production, shows? Production. People need to hear? That's where I got to focus. Like, yeah. Is your production going to be on Ty's album? Mm. Or any I don't have or production, but I have sc- on the album, I have scratches on there. Okay. Okay. We'll take like, that. But, we'll um, get the check for that. My goal is to actually put out music this coming year. I've been just waiting because, you know, there's like so many DJs putting out music. Yeah, timing. It's like, yeah, the timing and just having the right song. Like, to me, the right song is everything. Right. So I want to do something with Ty. I just started making beats again. So a lot of people have just been motivating me. Like, man, that's cool if you go get like a beat from such and such, but you actually making the beat. Right. This is going to be like yeah. the shit for you. Yeah. So that's why I'm focusing. Like me and him talked about it. What, 2014? About 2014. Yeah, last we were in club talking about it. Last night I actually sat down, finished the song. Like I was up yeah. till 9 in the morning. There you go. From like 10 p.m. to 9 in the morning. Do you have any other musical background besides DJ? No, I wanted to play drums and piano. But my parents didn't let me. Why not? Just let me play. There's just like the drums like, are too fucking loud. Wanted you to keep it down. Yeah, I want to do the drums too. Was, yeah, like yeah. they just didn't let me. So it's like, all right. They wanted me to play guitar. It just wasn't my thing. Like I wasn't right. good at it. Right. I suck. They want you to do a little. Yeah, like so I just ended up DJing. Like I got two tape decks, put the shit together. Now we hit. No, you could have been, the, the been Coco before Coco. <laughs> Shit, <man>. Wow, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's racist. <laughs> oh, you Salvadorian? Stereotyping? No, nah, Mexican. Mexican? Mexican? Okay, then I'm, yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm on par. <laughs> sorry, right? Yeah, I'm such uh, a yeah. boss. <laughs> Mickey like slowly. I mean, not slowly. He like low key hangs out with Salvi. So it's like I'm, I I I gotta check in on that. He's a legend. I don't know. If Night train Salvi. Story right? About the vampiro for his birthday. I wish I would have known you. Oh yeah. What happened? Time. Uh, you probably were there. It was like uh, my 19th birthday or something. I like was that. here about this legendary birthday. Party. Yeah. My, so uh, shout out to Don Ramon, my pops. Uh, he's a, a real estate agent. And one of his clients is Vampiro, who was a guitarist for Pana. Pana, that's right. And then he like played the guitar and sang from my happy yeah. birthday. No shit. That's big. That's before I knew you. I, that's, yeah. that's big, bro. I've never even had a birthday. Right before, yeah. I think birthday it was like birthday, right, before, right yeah. before, yeah. 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 I didn't realize, like, and then when I told him, he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, that's legend. It's a big you know? deal. Yeah, it was cool. I just want to give, I want to ask y'all a question. Okay. Craziest, most memorable moment ever just being in like a DJ. I'm going to go last. Like one that was like, wow, this shit is like 
I, I don't know if this is the most, but it's but it jumps out right now. 2011, it was my first time touring outside the state, so I was in Australia. And I wasn't the tour DJ for LMFAO, but I was um, a party rock DJ, so I was affiliated. And after the Stereo Sonic tour, we took, I, I did a club called Magic City. At that time, the biggest artist in the world was Afrojack and LMFAO and like a few like David Guetta. Um, there's only a few of them that were like at the top and LMFAO had headline Stereo Sonic. So it was a big deal to have them there. They go to the official after party and then they like, whatever, we're going to go support Danger Zone at, at uh, Magic City. And, and the Stereo Sonic people were trying to get me pulled from that slot because, because they knew LMFL was going to go support me and give them the middle finger or give right. their after party middle finger. But they couldn't do anything about it. I wasn't, I just got off Moose Wing, so Moose Wing couldn't say shit. It was a DJ agency. And um, I wasn't affiliated or connected to anybody. So what are you going to tell me? You know, we didn't call it the Serial Sonic after party either. So the verbiage was right. So in that moment, it was Afrojack in the DJ booth with me and LMFAO. And I'm talking, you know, obviously, again, the biggest artist in the world. And I never experienced anything like that. So I was like, damn, like I couldn't do anything wrong. Like everything I played would just have the place going crazy. Red Foo stood next to me the whole time. Afrojack stood next to me the whole time. They're spraying shit. This was like, this is when spraying champagne was, was cool. became a thing. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, there's, you know. So they're spraying champagne all over the club. It was just just one of those crazy nights. You can't do the champagne shit no more. Now nah, you get nah, people yeah. get pissed off and no, look at you sideways. I don't know if you heard the story, but this, but when the Red Sox, the Red Sox, yeah, we know about yeah, that story. Yeah, talk about, about it. Talk that shit went viral, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna tell viral. you about this fucking story. So the Red, I'm a Dodger fan, so you know Red Sox beat us fan square. Right. I'm not. I'm not too salty about it. I'm DJing. They they had warned me like, yo, the Red Sox gonna come celebrate. I'm like, cool, cool. So they're next to me. They bought the the bar tab ended up being about with tax and tip about half a million. Right. So you just can imagine how many bottles of champagne. Right. I'm DJ. They start spraying the shit. Like to me, I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> now you're being disrespectful. I stop the music. I get on the mic. I I'm and I'm like upset. I got all my friends on the side. Wiz, tired. Yeah. Like. Pretty much half the club is with me Yeah. at this point. I stopped the music. I'm like, you know what? Like, that's cool. Y'all won a championship, but y'all being disrespectful. Like, y'all just got my whole laptop soaked up. I'm like, I would never go to your clubhouse, start grabbing your bats, touching your baseball gloves. Grabbing, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're quitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're just disrespecting me. Like, I don't care how rich you are. I don't care, like, what, what you do. Like, you're just disrespecting, like, my laptop is soaking wet, like literally. Yeah. So like I'm upset. All my friends start coming like, what's up? What y'all want to do? Like yeah. they want to fight. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I got this. So I go back. Like, I'm like, look, man, y'all got to fucking buy me a new laptop. <laughs> so like some guy comes out of nowhere. The dude that actually paid for it. And he's like, we'll buy you two laptops. It's all good. Yeah. So they're like two minutes later, they come back with like two Magnums. They're like, the Red Sox wants you to spray him with champagne <laughs> as an apology. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, what? Hell yeah. <laughs> Start spraying him. I haven't done this I since went, 2012. I went crazy. I got a video. There's videos too. I went crazy. I need to find, we need to find that video for Yo, this, the for next this day too, I hit my manager. It's like, tell him I need that laptop. I didn't even ask for the second one. I'm just like, you know what? I swam my one laptop. Yeah. Make sure it's good. They paid for it. It's on TMZ. Like, it's I crazy. saw that on TMZ. Yeah. yeah, it was wild. Like, but I was upset. Like, literally, sure. bro. Oh, like, yeah. Did you like, have it backed up? I did. Luckily, I did. Wow. I had it backed up, but it was just a principle. Like, bro, of course, don't disrespect. This is my workplace. This is my field. This and a lot is of my people baseball stadium. You feel me? A lot of people right. don't get that. Like, again, thank God those days are over. The spraying champagne, but in that moment, a lot of people they don't think. Yeah, like you, this, you go to Europe and that's they're like spraying like no. no. Sometimes it, there's you can't replace the shit. You no, know what I mean like you said like luckily some of us backed up, but there's certain things you can't replace. Like there's no money, there's no right. value. Like that laptop may only cost two thousand, 
but the music that you have in there oh, yeah. could be priceless. Oh, your tags, yeah. your organization. Just, yeah, just your... everything, just everything you have. Like, that's those are my tools. Yeah. So I yeah. told him on the mic, like, these are my tools. This is my glove. This is my bat. Right. Now you're fucking with my, you're fucking with my shit. Yeah. yeah. That's when my friends got upset. Right. Like, Ty was the first person. Literally, like, five seconds, like, what's up? What are we doing? <laughs> like, I'm like, chill, 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 chill. Like, because in my mind, I knew what I was doing. Like, right, right, right. I'm like, I, it was a bigger play. Right. Just spending five hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. Just think if I fucked up that whole play. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people put like everybody that worked there that day went home with three thousand. Right. Because of tax tip. Right. Right. Two of them. So yeah. if I would have fucked that up for everybody, I'd have been an asshole. Right. Yeah. That was that moment where you have to humble yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still have it's to bigger prove than a point. You. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to prove a point. Cause so many people came up to me after that night, like, yo, I fuck with you for that. Right. Cause you know what I mean? We handled it the right way. Could have gone another way. I think I, that stands out also at Penthouse. I think somebody did ask you to play their record, and you kind of like you stopped the music and you you put it like, "Yo, like this is not the place. <laughs> this is BT. Hear me weekend. loud and yes. hear me clear. Yeah, I remember BT that. Weekend, as he, a matter of fact, really just stops the music and lets and did a public service announcement like, "Yo, you are not coming into my house." And telling me what to play. Because it was out of towners, bro. Got like you. the out of towners oh. coming here like, play this, bro. play that. I'm like, bro. We stay away from Hollywood BET weekend and all those like Grammy week, Unless all that. I'm getting paid. Them, them party Unless you're getting paid. You, everybody's an artist or everybody's, right. just, you know, everybody's like somebody. Connected to an Or artist, trying to be somebody. Or, yeah. Everybody has an artist. So it's Everybody's like, a manager. I, at that point, I was just like, man, you know what? I'm not playing your fucking music. Like, <laughs> don't come up here with that shit. Like, no, stop that shit. Like, yeah. Unless you're such and such, I'm not playing your music. Or sometimes there's people that be like, yo, play my song. I'll be like, all right, where's the song? You don't got it? Nah. You got it? Nah. It's like, wait, it's your song. If you don't have your own song, right? how the fuck do you expect me to have your song? Yeah. I'm talking about the artist doesn't even have their song. Right. Just assumes. Just think about how crazy that sounds. (laughs) If you're Mickey Ward, the rapper... And you come to ask me to play a song, right? But you don't even have your song, right? Make no sense. No fucking sense. It's kind of arrogant because you're just assuming I went out and downloaded your shit. Facts. That's without the without or, the mixtape tags on my, it. Play, play it on the play it on my phone. That was Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner did that. Play my song on the phone. Like, Jesus Christ. Here's bro, the, here's you got the aux? <laughs> yeah. The oh, no, we Bluetooth. We, we got- yeah. <laughs> come on, bro. That's one of those, bro. But before we wrap it up. Y'all got, you all remember a moment in your time uh, I mean, at DJ? On a smaller scale, probably for me, it was, shit, man, it was a minute ago. Um, I did, it was a New Year's Eve party. These cats booked me some penthouse shit downtown. Uh, I was still on vinyl. I was still DJing on vinyl. Was, at the time, it was like when Jim Jones' We Fly High was. Mm. The shit. The like, shit. That, was the, that was the song. And if I started or whatever, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock for them, I was spun for them till five in the morning. And I had three crates of records thinking that I'm only going to spend maybe two, three hours. Once midnight had, they was probably going to go else and do some other shit. Yeah. They were just like, nah, they had more females pull up, more alcohol pull yeah. up. And I was, they was just like, they had me run that track probably minimum 10, 12 times throughout the night. And, I was, and it was just it would I appreciated that a little bit more than the bigger shit that I've done. Yeah. Because it was intimate. It was yeah, just like, yeah. damn, like these niggas is really turning up right now yeah. on some just like, yo, we just wanna have a good time. And they was just throwing money. They were like, listen, whatever we gotta pay you for you to stay here, yeah. We got you. Got I was you. like, all right, it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg, but if that's what you wanna do, let's yeah. do it. And I said, understand, you know, I got three crates of records, so y'all gonna hear the same shit a lot. They were like, <laughs> Everything care. you got is what we need. Right? Cool. <laughs> cool. That, at that point, they don't care if you play Jim Jones for five hours. Exactly. Like, yeah, and nah. I, so, so at that point, Amy, it, it, it was as I had an appreciation for him, man. Like just to be able to do some shit, have a at that time a small category of, of records to play, and it's just people that just wanted to have a good time, man. Like I appreciate those small, those smaller, um, those smaller uh, parties. Then you know, I always tell people that like the smaller shit is the shit you remember because it's more intimate. Exactly, right. you exactly. Can lock yeah. eyes with you, people. You, like, exactly. When you there's twenty thousand people, it's like you don't really feel that connection. Like I get more nervous DJing for twenty 
20 people is not due for 20 Exactly, exactly. Right. And at that time, I was single. So, you know, I had all these bitches surrounding me and shit. So it was just, it was cool. <laughs> when he you was in a music video, huh? No, when he was singing. I'll say mine real quick. I, I have to split them up because it is kind of two different moments, two different scenarios. But um, away from the club, I would probably say it was when we had Z Trip on the Mickey D show the first time. Oh, Ooh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a big move. And it was. Uh, kind of like a staple moment for the show mm. um, outside of like the other great guests we've had. Right. But he put me on the spot, I think towards the end of his set or t- towards the end of my set. But like he got on and he started drumming and then like looking at me to like scratch while he's drumming. And I'm just like, yo, it's fucking Z trip, like drumming some shit while I have to like put my mediocre cuts over it mm. and it was you know by far like one of the the standout moments and then I'll say even more recently you know I stepped away from DJing for like I don't know how many years like trying to build this business and um when I did Avenue for the first time to do the Mag Park for your anniversary yeah meant, a lot of hype too it meant a lot yeah. to me you know what I mean because number one I finally felt comfortable. Like I, I thought for a long time there, I was like kind of like on a rocky road, like mm-hmm. trying to find my flow again. Yeah. And then two, like it's a premier venue that I even had guys walk up to me like, "Oh, who are you covering?" I'm like, "Nah, it's my party." Like, I remember you yeah. hit me too. Like, yeah. you I'm like, "Bro, just do you." Bro. Yeah, I asked him for real. Like, I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, I'm in my head." So like, pause. I was like, I'm just like, I'm overthinking it. You yeah. Know? I told you, like, dude, just do do what you think you want to do and. Uh, it went over well that, and it led into more stuff. But I think that stood out to me because it finally felt like I caught like a flow. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that'd be, that'd be it. Before we go, though, I do have to ask Dre something. What's up? E. What's what about it? Where, where, where did that derive from? That derives from, all right, so I hang out with DJ friends, right? So we have like our little lingo and like... uh. <laughs> We have like our like little pig saying. Latin. <laughs> yeah, we have our little saying. He actually got it because you know I give him the credit for it. He actually got it from uh, Belly. Okay, what was the dude that died? The the little the, um, the, the Jamaican, Jamaican cat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in one of the scenes where he's like, "You want to rump?" There's a part where he goes, eh. Eh. "So like that's what we got." The number one gun. He just brought that back. Yep. And then lastly, you did such a great job about this organically, but resting your straw. Rested my straw. When was the first time you rested your straw? It was when they started doing the paper when they joints, started right? giving those damn paper straws yeah. and they just started getting soggy. I'm like, bro, there's is... got to be a way. There's got to be something. <laughs> like, there's got to be a straw holder. So right. it's like, okay, I'm going to just rest my straw. Right. We're going to save the fish. <laughs> I'm about to make some straws and give them out too. Hey, That's where it's at. I'm about to make it Dre right? Sinatra custom straws. Yeah, there you go. Your straw. Brandon. Eh? Mm. Eh? <laughs> well, shoot, man, on that note, yeah. I think we, we're pretty much wrapped up here. Yes, sir. What hey, man, we appreciate episode? you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, real. yeah. Thanks for being here, bro. We could talk story. You know, this is a, bro. I know. I feel like we're still, it's, there's I'm still proud so of y'all much more too. we can I'm do. I'm really proud of y'all too doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like an important platform for the DJs upcoming DJs too like one thing y'all probably don't realize is there's gonna be a DJ who hears this podcast that's gonna inspire them yeah so you know what I'm saying like y'all inspiring the next generation of DJs like they're gonna learn from y'all that's like one thing I wanted to come do is this podcast cause like I just tweeted the other day like we, one thing I wanna do is be a good big homie the next DJs coming yeah. up yeah. yeah cause I remember the DJs before me there was some that showed love right and there were some that were assholes right it's like I don't wanna be that asshole to the right. next generation it's like we gotta pay it forward respect exactly, man. Man. Well, you ain't part of the solution well you part of the problem pay it forward <laughs> <laughs> alright well that does it for us episode 24 do not forget to share tag post us yes, make sure at Dre Sinatra yeah Catch yeah. him on Twitter. He's hilarious. Yeah, Twitter. I'll be yeah. talking reckless. Yo, he, he reposts and replies to a lot of fucking people, and that shit has me weak. I'm about to suspend <laughs> myself on Twitter, too, for like a week. So, <laughs> Oh, you just follow. You'll see all the fun stuff that goes yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, catch up with him there. Make sure you check us out. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Shout out to DJ City. Shout out to Beat Source. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. We are out of here. Yes.